Hey guys, this is Mariah from Saving Our Women Inc. Doing Life with God podcast. Just want to introduce to you episode 10 today. Yes, we are in the double digits already. Episode 10. So make sure that you enjoy this podcast. The title of this podcast is going to be called Dead Dreams. And we're going to be reading from Isaiah 55, 8 through 11. I'm going to read from the NIV version. If you would like to get a better understanding, um, you can always, I mean, read from the Amplified version. Or if you old school or you just like King James version, you can also read from the King James version. Okay, so get into this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening. Okay, guys, so um, <laughs> I just want to go ahead and get into right into the episode because I'm actually doing my hair and getting ready for work. Well, I'm doing my hair. Yeah, pretty much same thing. Doing my hair and getting ready for work um, as I'm recording <laughs> the episode. So I want to get into the Bible verse really quickly. So the Bible verse, I said I'm reading from NIV version. Again, Isaiah 55, starting at 8, 3, 11. Um, It says here, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are you, I mean, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. I'm going to stop right there for a second. So a lot of times I kind of, in my mind, I think of um, the Bible at times, like my history book or like my English book. Have you ever like read a book, read an actual English book or a history book? And you know, they give you like certain particular um, definitions on each page or each chapter. And the definitions, the words that they want you to know, they put them in bold. Um, and when they put them in bold, the definition of that word is either somewhere on that page. More likely, it's either before the word or it's after the word. And I feel like that in certain verses, that a lot of times when we read them, we don't understand them. And a lot of times, but after that particular, like after God gives a parable or gives you something that you is not straightforward, Nine times out of ten, depending on what version you're reading, the definition of that uh, statement is either after what, you know, what it's saying. So it says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. But then it says, as a comma, then it says, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, meaning that by not just by nature, but you know they're using this as a parable. The rain, the rain and the snow yield seed for the bread and the eater. So whether it's flourishing, whether it, whether it's creating something by nature for the trees, for the grass, for the flowers to uh, you know to bloom and blossom, it, it says it's yielding seed for the sower and bread for the eater, meaning his word is yielding seed. Okay, so then um. Verse 11, it says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I'm going to read that again. It says, so is my word 
God says my, like I said earlier, it says my word yields seed. So is my word that goes out from my mouth, meaning that any, anything that he spoke over you. And sometimes people can say like, you know, what does, what does God say about me? I never had anybody tell me what God said about me. I don't know if you're one of those person, one of those people you can get in your word, your word gives you things that God promised us. Your word gives you things that God said about you. God says, I, I thought, God says, I think good thoughts of you. God says, I have plans to prosper you. So if you get in your word and um, you can even go to Google or you can download the Bible app and search different things, search promises, and it should be able to give you the promises that God made for us. It should be able to give you the plans. You can go to Jeremiah and read the whole chapter. It should be able to give you the plans that God created for us. Um, So if you haven't had anyone to speak over your life, if you read this pod or listen to this podcast and say, well, what did God say about me? Read your word and God will tell you what he says about you, right? So, I mean, his word does not come back to him void no matter, no matter, no matter the plan, no matter if you detour, no matter what happens, his word will not come back to him empty. God says, but it will accomplish what I desire. So everything is for purpose. I'm not, when I, even the smallest details, where you live, how you live, everything has a purpose to it. The car you drive, the car you desire to drive, but not everything has a purpose and a plan. Every specific detail, where you work, what you eat, everything has a purpose to it. So if you're eating bad things, be expecting in the future that it's going to yield its purpose to a bad body. No, something that I'm practicing on is how I eat. Um, and it's not easy. Um, and it says, it says, it, it says, and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So it will achieve the purpose no matter what. Everything has a small, I mean, everything has a purpose. Every small thing, every big thing has a purpose. Um, and God gave me dead dreams because I was like, I was actually reading a devotional. My plan was to like. I don't know, like wake up and just do the podcast, you know, pray and then do the podcast. Uh, but God definitely gave me um, a word for you guys. I was reading something. Uh, I forgot the title. It was like Purpose Field Promises. It was just basically saying how each and every word that God spoke has a purpose. Each and every, each and every small detail had a purpose. But God gave me the title "Dead Dreams." He said it's a lot of people uh, <clears throat> that used to dream. It's a lot of dreamers that used to dream, um, but they don't dream anymore. He said their dreams are dead. Is they're rotten. They they can't even go to sleep dreaming. He said every. He says a blockage. Um, and God was saying, he said, in this season that everyone dream or vision that was given to you, it says, get in a place where you can write down those visions and dreams or the, or the things that you desire. Um, it says on the other side of the paper, write down events, situations, or circumstances that cause you to suppress your vision and dreams. So I'm giving you guys a tool and I think this is a great tool. I'm going to repeat that. It says, get in a place where you can write down those visions and dreams or things you desire. It says, on the other side of the paper, write down events, situations, or circumstances that cause you to suppress your vision and dreams. It says, ball the paper up, throw the paper away. It says, this is this is an exercise that is phys- physically showing you how to give, give it to God. 
He gave you the visions. He gave you the dreams. Where it says your thoughts are not my thoughts. Meaning that you do have two separate thoughts. <laughs> meaning that you have thoughts that you think about. And you and God also gives you thoughts and dreams and desires and, and wants. And just different things like that. He also gives. He also puts that down on the inside of us. So meaning that. <clears throat> we can have a thought and an idea and it may seem like it's common sense, but have you seek God? Have you, have you asked him, God, can you confirm this for me? If, is this something that you're saying or is this something that I'm doing? Because what I experienced that, for an example, I think I, I spoke about this um, probably the first episode with my car, right? And also other people had desires and wants for me that were not, I feel like that were not mine or that weren't, weren't God either. And I also had an idea too. I had an idea to fix my car, right? Because it was simple. It was cheaper. It made more sense money wise, right? But how can your faith stretch? How can your experiences get seasoned if you're not open to something that you're not used to, Right. But God says those were your thoughts and desires to go cheaper and to fix your, your old car, right? But God says, I have bigger plans for you. I have, And these are the things that you used to dream about. These are the things that you used to desire. So what changed, right? It changed from my circumstance happening, right? It changed from me not having a car to why would I think about a Mercedes Benz and I don't have a car at all? I mean, a common sense should say that, you need to get the closest car to you because one, your job is waiting for you to get a car because they already changed your schedule and different things like that. You have your mom driving you around. You need to go get the closest car with no car note or go ahead, get the car fixed, get along and get the car fixed so you can go ahead and keep rolling, right? But God has bigger plans. His plans is higher. His thoughts are higher than mine. So a lot of people look at me like, what made, who made you think that you could go get a Mercedes Benz? God did. Because he's a God, he, he's a God of, that even thinks of the small details. He, he's a God that wants the things that we want because he give us those wants, right? And he's a God that will redirect the plan. There's it, nothing wrong with creating the plan, but you have to also have an open heart so he can redirect the plan that you think that is your plan when it's really not. Um, I want to go back to what I wrote down. It says this, this is an exercise that is physically showing you how to give it to God. He gave you the visions. He gave you the dreams. Stop carrying the weight, how it is going to get done. Basically, you're carrying the idea. You're carrying the worry of how it's going to get done after he gave it to you. God says, just let go and let God be God. It says Mr. and I call him Mr. and Mr. Possible because everything is possible. All things are possible. God says the enemy comes to steal, kill, destroy. Those three words seem so simple, but they're very detailed. He kills dreams. He kills marriages. He kills your desires. He kills your, your thoughts, your mind. He kills your fire for God. He he divides family, and that's what and that will be under destroy. I mean, that could be under kill, steal, and destroy. He's dividing it. It says the devil the devil loves to play with your mind. He preys on your mind. He is waiting for you to pray for good, for good. Um, wait. Okay, no, he's waiting for you to pray for a good day so he can destroy it. Because the devil hears our prayer, especially when we pray out loud. And that's another thing I'm going to get in. I'm getting to one day of speaking in tongues is super important, even though some people don't believe in it. But how could you, um, I'm getting off track a little bit, but look, for real though, how could you believe in Jesus? 
God, but not believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you the words to say to speak in tongues. But, you know, that's neither here nor there right now. Um, but it says, yes, so the devil, he, he's sneaky, he prowls, he's listening, right? He's listening to the very things that you say that you desire, and he's going to bring it to you in a, in a wolf in sheep clothing. But it says you keep, it says you keep having to, uh, no, it says you keep to fight. Um, I wrote this down wrong, but anyway, it says, keep fighting everything. That's the opposite of what God is saying about you. Meaning that I was just thinking about this the whole week. Cause I had a, I had a, like a weird week this week and the devil been playing on my mind, like just giving me things well, first of all, I was I was watching um, Iyanla or Iyanla fix my life or whatever. I, I really just stopped doing my hair at this point, and I need to start doing it because it's getting close in time. But okay, let me get back to my. Okay, so basically, um, I was watching Iyanla, and at this point, it, she was doing like a marriage or whatever. She was counseling people for a marriage at this point. And she would like tell them things, you know, give them tools to fix, you know, themselves first. And they were basically, they were basically letting our mind play tricks on them. The the enemy was definitely using, using our mind at this point because they were blame her for blame her for saying certain things. For an example, she asked the man, cause I guess they were having issues in their marriage because he, he was not doing manly things as as what we think is a manly thing, providing and doing different things because he got hurt. He had health issues. So she asked him, she says, um, she wrote it on the car. She said, are you able to provide? He said, no. So the next day he, he got into a meeting. They got, they had a meeting with the wife, the spouse is the wife and the husband. And he told her, he said, you, she, he said, you speaking down on me. He said, yesterday you told me that I couldn't provide just tell he just just telling telling all these different made up ideas in his head and that made it and that may have been true for him because that's probably what he thought he heard and i feel like that's what the devil does is perception he changes your perception for the worse when so when someone says says something you get something else you get a, something totally negative out of it and it's probably how it's perceived to you right um because it's a trigger for you one so when someone says something to you you come up with this made-up idea because it's not the truth honestly it may be your truth but it's not the truth i mean let's just keep it real it's not true it's your perception it's your idea but it's not the truth so now, instead of listening to what the other person is saying, or just maybe just thinking of the thinking of the good out of a situation, like thinking of a good out of a conversation instead of thinking the bad, because you don't know what the person is actually saying or actually asking you until you ask them, what do you mean by that when you ask me that question? And, th- and then, then they can explain to you what, where that question came from or why they think that way or why they're saying something that way. Um, and it made me... When it says the devil plays on plays on your mind, your mind is super important for every relationship in your life, as far as your family, your your kids, your husband, your whoever is in your life, your mind is important because it could turn a relationship for the worse. If I'm saying this, if I'm trying to get it out how I wrote it down in a sense. But it and it can turn your relationship for the worse because you could perceive things the wrong way and turn a good relationship to a bad relationship, um, and that's really communicating, 
communicating, right? Having to sit down and say, why, why are you acting this way, right? Why are you responding to me in this way? Like, and it's most of the times, nine out of ten, that has nothing to do with the other person, but it has everything to do with that particular person that's talking the Pacific way and what they day was like, which sucks. And I was just thinking about this earlier, like, for an abuser, just because an abuser got abused, why is it okay for them to abuse somebody else, right? For for a predator that's been touched before, why is it okay for him to him or her to touch somebody else? Like, why is that okay? And And I feel like that... I don't want to make it okay by by not sympathizing or empathizing with a person just because they did something or something was done to them in their past. But I guess you have to just not just count it against them, but count it against their flesh as a sin. Like, why is it okay for somebody to respond certain ways? And I think that it's okay to tell another person uh, or to tell yeah, tell another person basically the way I perceived it may have been wrong, but I felt as if you came at me wrong. I felt as if this is how I actually felt. And sometimes you'd be actually tripping because, um, was it Sunday or Saturday? Um, it's just like certain, not just energy that you get, but certain reactions that you get from people, you feel your mind just starts to go all over the place. And I think that's the time where you just rebuke those things that, it's it's not even about all of that. It's not about that. It's about really just showing love and giving love. Despite who who cares who's talking about you? Who cares who's not talking about you? Who cares what people think? You just keep doing things and do and do them out of love. Don't let your feelings get in the way of your purpose. Don't let your feelings get in the way of God promises for you, right? Um and what what else did I write down? It says um everything that doesn't make you qualify speak against it. Right. Because when we start doing things that haven't been done before in our family, the devil definitely speaks to you. Why you think that you can do that? You can't do that. Like this has never been done before. I don't think that you should do that because I think it's going to fail. And then what if it fails? And if it do fail, so what? We're going to go to the next thing. But it can't fail because God is in this thing. God is it's a God thing that I'm doing and it can't fail. It's going to work for my good. And that's how you're going to speak against the thoughts that come up in your mind because they are going to come up in your mind doesn't matter how saved you are you're going to have times where you think the worst you're going to think the worst of the worst and that's the time to use your word that's the time to speak up and speak out against that thing right it says God says I come to make every dead thing a living thing God says so when you get thoughts in your mind that is not seeming um okay Okay, when you get thoughts in your mind that is not serving your dreams and your vision, curse it. Put a curse on and curse it down. Whatever your, um, yeah, it says whatever you bind on earth, we bind in heaven. And that's in the word, that's in the Bible. It says whatever you bind in earth. So whatever you curse and we're going to curse it in earth, we're going to curse it in heaven too. You know, it's gang. It's gang. No, good point. Okay. It's gang in heaven for real. They got your back. It's a covenant. It's a, you're covered. So you have to start speaking out of your mouth, using your mouth, using the word, and speaking over that thing. Speaking over that thing and saying, this is not me. This is not who I am. But start speaking who you are. Speak who you are. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. That's in the Bible. Start reading your word so God can tell you, so he can reassure you and remind you who you are in him. 
It says you can't afford to let the devil win. We can't afford to just allow these thoughts to linger in our mind. We can't afford it. We got things to do. And if you allow these thoughts to linger without catching it and speaking over it, that instance, I'm not saying you have to, you at work, you got to speak out loud, speak in tongues. I'm not saying that you can do that in your mind. You can speak to yourself in your mind. You can speak those things without saying words, right? Every day I'm out, I'm at work. I start to feel probably unqualified, I start to feel away, but I start speaking against those things. Devil, you are a liar. I am an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a black woman. I'm a successful black woman. I am a millionaire. I'm a bill. I'm going to be a billionaire by the time I have my kids and my kids have their kids. I want to create generational wealth for my family. All right. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not claiming poverty. This is not my life. Poverty is not my life. It, it was never our life in the beginning. But that's something that you're going to have to read on yourself, child. Because everybody think that we came from slavery. That's not how our life started. But, you know, read on that yourself. Okay, it says that we claim victory over the battle of your mind. You got to claim the victory over the battle of your mind. It's the most, it's the most saved people, even pastors, think the worst, right? But you got to start claiming the victory over your mind. It's like, how are you thinking that way and you leading people? Claim the victory over your people. Claim the victory. If you're a leader and you're leading other people, claim the victory over your people. Claim the victory over your mind and your church's mind and teach them how to claim the victory over theirs so they don't have to keep coming to the altar, so they don't have to keep requesting for prayers. There's nothing wrong with that, but you got to learn how to do it in your own home, right? It says you're going to win regardless. This is a fixed fight. You're fighting a fixed fight. So don't give up because all things work together for the good. And that's in Romans 8. Make sure you make sure you read that. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I want to pray with you guys really quickly. Um, yeah, so God, I just want to thank you, God, for this day, God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, that you increase in us as our flesh decreases in us, Father God. Father God, show us how to continue showing love and speaking from love, Father God. Father God, allow, Father God, everything that we do, Father God, come from love, come from mercy, come from grace, God, because you gave us those things, Father God, even us having mercy and grace on ourselves, Father God, for not being so hard on ourselves, Father God, because how could we not forgive ourselves if you forgave us already for, even before we did it already? you was born so you were I'm sorry you were created father God for forgiveness and love and mercy father God you wiped all of our sins away even before we did it God so allow us to have that grace and mercy on ourselves for us so we can stop being hard on ourselves so we can continue the fight father God the good fight father God and pressing forward for purpose God so God we thank you for this day God we thank you father God for being for us being whole and healthy father God wealthy father God father God we thank you father God that we set an emotion father God for generations wealth, Father God. Father God, that out of our mouths, Father God, shall flow rivers of living water, Father God. Out of our bellies, Father God. Father God, whatever you want me to say, God, I'll say it, Father God, whether I'm at church, home, work, a mall, store, Father God. Father God, even though, Father God, there's some things going on in this world, Father God, with different viruses, Father God, but this is not, this is not it yet, Father God. This is not how you want us to go out, Father God. Father God, you said that your word will not return to you void, Father God, and I know for a fact that I'm not done yet, Father God. So, Father God, I know that, I know for a fact that everything connected, connected with me has not filled 
has not fulfilled purpose yet. We we probably set it in motion, but we have not fulfilled the purpose, Father God. The purpose of your word, Father God. The purpose that you spoke over our lives, Father God. We're not done yet. We have different, we have bigger things to do, Father God. And it's not just because that it, it's bigger, right? It's not just because, but we want to see what your word, the word that you spoke over over my life, Father God, I want to see it come to pass, Father God. So I know for a fact that I'm not leaving this earth until I see it come to pass for my children and eight children, Father God. So, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for covering us, Father God, despite any viruses that are going on, Father God. Father God, nothing, 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 no worldly thing, no things, nothing shall come against the word of Jesus Christ. It cannot prevail. It cannot prosper. A weapon can form, but it cannot prosper. And this is what it's doing. A plant is forming, but it, it will not prosper over my people and other people, Father God. I know some things that have happened as far as death and illness and sicknesses, Father God. But, Father God, you do everything for a purpose. You allow this to happen so people can understand, so people can start back seeking you, Father God, because you are a God of all things. Father God, you are in control of all things. And nothing can get past you, Father God, without you checking it first, Father God. So, Father God, we thank you, Father God. We praise you, God. And, ladies, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Even if you got to repeat this episode, make sure that you repeat this episode to get you through the middle of the week, whatever it may be. Okay? Thank you, guys, and have a good week. Bye-bye.